0: Listen, today's show we are talking about platonic friendships. Can they really be a friend? Are they trying to get out the friend zone? Are they trying to jack up your marriage? We're going to talk about that today. So you want to make sure that you stay tuned. Check us out. tuning in. You are listening to Fused. I am Tristan, and this is Michael. Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out. And as always, join us on all of our social media handles at Fused Marriages. Hey, sir. Hey, hey,
1: hey. I'm just excited. I'm sorry for smiling like from ear to here. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, you You I'm excited to be here with you, though. You know
0: what I mean? I'm excited, too. You know, like, it's been some time. Yeah. And in my mind, like, I have this song, like, new, 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 everything okay. new, new. You know, we have new set, new mindset. Just new information, new things that we want to share. So we just appreciate you guys for joining us here and those that have been with us. We want to let you know that part of this kind of new trajectory, new season of Fused Marriages, you can catch all of our episodes every Monday, Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Every Monday. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. We will be dropping new episodes, and we want to hear from you. Um, A lot of the conversations that we have, um, sometimes we see it the same way, sometimes we don't. We know that's the same with you. So let's make this a dialogue where we're all engaged, we're all growing together. Like I said, we're in a growth mindset. So that's that's our goal for this new season, is to be in a growth mindset, to be in conversation and community with you. So please... um, share it with your friends, have these conversations with us and with each other, with your partners, all of that. Um, so getting into that today, yeah. we have we have another We, we have another one. Another yep. one. I mean, so it's always, it's always interesting.
1: Does. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You it's you, one. Go ahead. You okay. get. In my mind, I yeah. in my mind I DJ. In my <laughs> mind, I'm a thug. The DJs, <laughs> so I, I got it like that. So, <laughs> but we have a really interesting conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, and we started this dialogue a little bit before we started recording. So. I, I, I want to continue the conversation because today we are talking about platonic relationships. Can you have a platonic relationship with somebody from the opposite sex? Now, um, as I said that, I could just kind of feel some energy. So make sure that you go ahead. Let us know what you think in the comments. Send us emails, info at fusedmarriages.com. Um, come on and, and let us know your thoughts because I'm going to hear a little bit from you as well. Is it possible to have a relationship with somebody from the opposite sex, a platonic relationship, meaning just friendship, real surface. But, um, I know you have a definition for really what it looks like to have a platonic relationship. And then, um, I want you to dive into this article that you were telling me about, about what a platonic relationship is and looks like.
1: No, absolutely. I thank you for, um, just kind of setting that up. So yeah, platonic relationships, right? I think all of us may have some, or at least have had some from time to time. I know somebody that has it. But just the question is, is it possible to have it when you're in a serious or committed or a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? That's a question.
0: With somebody from the opposite sex. With somebody from the opposite mm-hmm. sex.
1: People, I rarely use platonic with the same. I never, I haven't used it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People will often reference it as, you're typically talking about somebody the opposite sex. Right. But very good point. Touche.
0: Touche.
1: Talking about the opposite sex. That's, mm-hmm. that's a very good point because it could be, I guess. You know, some bro love, whatever they want to call it. Of okay. Girls got, you know. Okay, I got you.
0: We understand. We other. here.
1: Okay, I which is cool. You. So, but no, I was reading this article, right? Mm-hmm. And it just randomly kind of, I was through my feed and I was looking at it and I happened to run across it and it said something about platonic relationships and it's from Very Well mind. That's the name of the of the website that I found this at, right? Mm-hmm. And it was framing up like the defining what it is. It wasn't looking at it in a negative way. It mm-hmm. was just giving the definition of what it is and how it's formed and this, that, and the other. But I'm gonna give you the definitions, and then we can kind of decide and say, okay, you know what? Do those definitions fit? If you're in a committed relationship, is it okay to go outside or at least have somebody opposite sex fit into that category? Okay, fair enough.
0: Fair enough.
1: All right. So, two of the definitions I'm gonna go by just some some key things that came up. Right, closeness. Right, you're 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 getting you're getting close in a way that you know what? You just you're, you're intimate, non physical intimate. But you got some closeness and proximity, proximity, okay. and maybe how you see things and how you operate. You feel mm-hmm. closeness in that area. Honesty. You know what? I give you the truth. I may tell what's at home something different, but I tell you really what's on my mind. I give you mm-hmm. some honest. I mean, am I leaning one way or another. I don't make hope. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm giving the definition of what platonic
0: okay.
1: relationships are. I feel
0: like I know where you stand.
1: All right. <laughs> acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. They accept them just for who they are, what they're about, how they operate, how they move around, how they talk. They, they got acceptance. Mm-hmm. And the last one is understanding. I understand what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're thinking like, why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's and again, they would not taking a negative aspect of a platonic rela- relationships. They were just saying, defining it for us.
0: Okay, so the definition or the aspects or um, characteristics mm-hmm. of a platonic relationship are closeness. Yep. Um, you said acceptance, mm-hmm. honesty, and understanding. So this is right. the foundational truths of a platonic well, mm-hmm. a relationship. Okay, so then Plotonic, we're talking about the platonic, degrees. Yeah. So we're talking about the degrees in which we do these things and if it's appropriate or not.
1: Right. Okay. I think that's a question we have to ask, right? If, if that is the definition of platonic relationship, that's what we're going to go with.
0: Is it okay to
1: have that of the opposite sex? Mm-hmm. Like, would you want me to be close to somebody, right? Would you want somebody to have complete understanding of me? I, that, that's a woman, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's a question I think everybody has. Same, same for me, right? I, got, is I want a man cl- close to you. Don't mm-hmm. want a man accepting you who you are and is kind of going to relate to you in a unique way. Is that okay for me as a husband? I had to ask myself that because I think part of platonic relationships is really it has to do with a heart, right? Of really two people getting close, not necessarily in the physical way, but really your heart, your, your kindred and thinking and how you operate. It oftentimes kind of tying you together. And you guys kind of move, you know, whether do life together, go out in events and share things and this, that, and the other because you're close in the, in the heart. And one of the things that came up, I was reading in, in the Bible about King David. He had a son, Absalom, right? And the idea that he wanted he wanted his dad's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and it says in the scripture that Absalom stole the people's heart. Mm-hmm. He ended up dividing the kingdom in a way that it probably was unintended. But how he did it, it was that like he tried to fill a need or say, hey, you know what? My dad's not filling all your needs. I can do it better. Mm-hmm. I understand you. Mm-hmm. I got close to you. I accept you. I feel you basically built that relationship and stole that, their heart, which to me is very close to definition of platonic friendship. Now, as an exact no, but like I'm taking that line and thinking of saying, okay, you know what, if I'm tied to somebody's heart, Mm -hmm. right, it's possible for them to shift my thinking into something that maybe it could be detrimental. It could be good too, but it could be detrimental too. Okay. So that's my thoughts on that. But I got a question for you, right? Let me kind of, if it's okay, if I can ask you a question. Okay. All right. It's tied about this. So. Is it problematic for a woman, right, who may have struggles at home? So think about that: a woman who has struggles at home, so she's either married or in a serious relationship, okay. to have a platonic relationship with another man.
0: Is it okay for a woman who's married that's having a, challenges in her marriage to have a platonic relationship with another man? Yeah. Um, I think that she should be careful. I don't know. I don't know that it's bad to have relationships with the opposite sex I think that you have to be mindful and careful about the depth of those relationships how how much of these attributes um, when we talk about how close how much acceptance how much understanding how how much honesty like what does that look like because I think that it can be dangerous um, and it can be damaging to your relationship. I know that you might not agree. I'm just listening. I know that you might not agree. I'm just listening.
1: I'm being an active listener. Go ahead.
0: So, so But I, I do think that you have to be mindful, and mm-hmm. um, like we were saying off camera, you have to be really honest okay. with you and with your spouse about mm-hmm. who you are and what you struggle with. Um, if you have a wandering eye, for example, you might not need to be indulging multiple or even one deep female relationship, if you're a man, or I suppose the opposite is true for a woman. Um, But knowing that about yourself and then even sharing that with your spouse, letting them know. So to get back to your question, um, I think that you should be really focusing your attention on your marriage if you are having challenges there. Now, I will say that all relationships go through ups and downs. So I don't know that you should be like, every time that it's down, you completely turn your back. But I will say that that should be your ultimate best friend. And that should be the one that you really are going to, if something is wrong, you're working that out between the two of you, bringing mm-hmm. in a counselor or a therapist or new practices. Like, okay, we're going to meet together and we're just going to talk for 30 minutes or okay. whatever. There's lots of tools that we even use in counseling, sure. but I think that it's important that you're not including a lot of people, particularly like we're saying, opposite sex relationships when you're having major or even minor challenges in your relationship because i think that you can leak out and your attention can turn to somebody that it shouldn't and i'm going to name one case case study right here um there is this thing called um savior complex or um superhero complex it's been called both and it is where somebody outside of the relationship is doing these things for you is, you know, providing closeness and honesty and understanding the things that you might need in a relationship that your partner might not be providing. Mm -hmm. And then your attention turns to them because they're your savior. They're helping you in this relationship. They're giving you all of the things that you need and you neglect the relationship that's causing you problems. And then you jump over to this relationship because they aren't. And I think you've, you've said it before like you might know the problems i'm not saying it as well as you said it but you don't know what the problems are over here you know mm-hmm. what the problems are here so you you might glamorize that superhero or that savior because they're there and they may or may not be well inten- intentioned depending on who they are i'm not saying that all your mm-hmm. friends might not be but you have to really be mindful i think that that would be my my response
1: so a follow up question we not a follow up maybe you can clarify I mean, okay, I heard you say a few things in there <laughs> no no, no i'm not i'm not gonna I'm not gonna I understand what you're saying, I do okay. follow what you're saying, but like one of the things you said, it depends on you know how close, right it depends on how much understanding, okay, right, in regards to the platonic relationship with the opposite sex, okay, so that could be some discrepancy depending on like right who you are everybody has that how do you how somebody define that right if to me close is close, I don't know. If you're close or you're not close. Understanding you understand me or you don't understand me. So I had a hard time when you were saying that to understand, okay, how do, how So would, you're
0: wanting like metrics of no, what close No, not most. Close.
1: I mean, to me, I was like, okay, am I close to this person? Is yes or no? Like.
0: I don't know if it's that black and white for most people. Mm-hmm. I think some people, they can say like, no, not really. I'm not really that close. Mm-hmm. But I think that that would be, at least in my estimation, you Tell me what your thoughts are, and y'all let us know what y'all's thoughts are, sure. too. In my estimation, that's a conversation. Okay. Because, and that those are conversations that are had continually and consistently with your partner. Okay. Um, When you, like, we talk about having kind of these annual, these big annual w- business meetings, but we talk about other things in the business meetings, family, relationship, goals, all of those things, because that would be a time that you kind of talk about, like, Hey, I've noticed, or you could talk about this along the way too. But yeah, such and such and I have really we've been talking more. Okay, how how comfortable do you feel with that as my partner? What should that mm-hmm. look like? And I and I think this brings about an interesting sidebar or maybe a continuation. Sometimes people would say like, "Oh well, if my if they have a problem with it, they're just insecure or they're just controlling." And I really want to know your thoughts on that because I think that this is worth the dialogue. If there's somebody that your partner feels uncomfortable with, I think to not acknowledge that would be a misstep. Um, I think to be like, oh, whatever, you're just, you're just so insecure. Mm -hmm. I think that that could be, that not only is going to cause problems, but it's going to cause some challenges outside if you do decide to, so dismissing them, but also continuing the friendship without having acknowledged your partner's feelings. So what do you think about the idea of Somebody saying, well, they're just insecure. That's why they have this issue. Oh,
1: man. So somebody, so basically that spouse is calling them insecure or somebody on the outside is basically.
0: Either. I guess we could start with the the spouse. If if you don't want me to hang out with, you know, Joe, then you're, You're yeah, you're just being insecure. You're just being so controlling. What do you think about that?
1: For me, I think if it's a spouse saying it or a significant other, that's the person that's really giving that feedback. That's pretty harsh feedback to kind of like give somebody first and foremost, right? To say, hey the reason why you have this concern or you bring it up because you're insecurity, hmm Like that's pretty deep in my opinion. Cause like if, if it's true, maybe they've been hurt that some other things happened in the past and you're using that kind of verbiage. I think that could definitely add to the insecurity yeah, type of thing. So, but the idea of somebody trying to maybe, cause some people are insecure, but like, how do you address that? Mm-hmm. How do you make them comfortable? Right. You have to do something if you, if you, if you claim you love them, right. To try to say, okay, Maybe it's not my things I'm doing, but damage that's happened in the past, or it's things I'm doing that perceive or trigger something. Right? Mm-hmm. I go to work, and you know what? I'm getting I'm, I'm home late, thirty minutes. And I don't let them know I'm coming home. It triggers mm-hmm. that thing that happened maybe before, or something else, whatever. So, I think you gotta be you gotta be careful with that. You gotta, I think it's a touchy thing with because there are insecurities that people have. But Lee, if I love you, I'm gonna try to maneuver around that.
0: Try mm-hmm. to be understanding.
1: Try not to use that. You know what I mean, as a something as a as, a, as an out.
0: I think that verbiage itself could be triggering. <laughs> yeah, it calling somebody be, insecure it hurts, man. Can, yeah, yeah, can be offensive. But I think you you hit on something. Um, the conversation, having the conversation, and I think that that's a big mm-hmm. piece of it. I think really talking it through hey, I'm not feeling real comfortable with this person, mm-hmm. I don't know why, and me or whomever responding, and mm-hmm. you know, they're like, okay, let's talk that through. Right. And being willing to make adjustments versus, like, blowing you yeah. off. I Because I think that that could further um, challenge trust in the relationship. Because a lot of it, it is about trust, but it's also about taking care of your partner. Like, it should be you have one... First priority, yeah, and then everybody else is behind that. But if you're my priority, I can't also have ten of my friends right. as my priority, my first priority. That's true. You know, That's true. so really interesting. So I want to ask you um, a question. Sure. Okay, do you? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase my question the way that I I originally had it. Do you think in a platonic relationship is it possible for? either person to maybe um, want one another.
1: Like secretly kind of want one another or what do you mean by
0: Yeah, like could could you have a friend or mm-hmm. a guy, maybe have a friend that she's attracted to him and she might want to be mm-hmm. with him, but it's not reciprocated. Can that relationship even stand? Maybe I'm projecting, but is mm-hmm. it possible for that to be? Just stay I, at a friend level.
1: I can't speak from a female perspective. I can speak from a guy's perspective. I think it's very hard, very difficult for a guy. As we define platonic closeness, um, maybe they confide in somebody. They have understanding. So there's some, some dialogue that's deeper than just, you know, hello, how you doing? This, that, and the other. I think it's very hard for a guy. And this is my opinion, that for them to have platonic relationship with a woman that's attractive. That they're think. attracted to well, yeah, I'm assuming I'm going to call it, yes, that they're attracted to. Okay. That's an attractive woman. So I think it's very difficult. She's an attractive woman mm-hmm. for that guy to have a relationship, a platonic relationship with her, at the, of how we define it, right?
0: So then are you saying that there are men that have friendships with women, but they secretly want to be in a relationship with them?
1: I'm pretty sure that does happen, yeah. I mean, typically as guys, particularly when, we, when you're in a single realm, a lot of women may put you in that, that friend category. Friend zone, friend zone, and we just stay friends, and you know, check on your birthday, give your birthday cards, and this that, and the other. See how things are mm-hmm. going, with the idea that you know what, one day maybe, you know what, we can kind of maybe do something different. They
0: want to rotate from that side hug they to the, from the front. That side? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, it happens. It will push up on you a little bit. It does happen. I'm just
1: saying. I think the challenging part is that how do you transition that once you get committed, in relationship either long term or you get married?
0: Okay, for or those like listening. How do you transition that?
1: It's really, I think it's, it's typically it's not cold turkey. So really, if you're in a relationship and you're in the potentially seeing it getting serious, mm-hmm. you start cutting it off little by little
0: mm-hmm. and
1: making that transition. Because cold turkey is going to be hard to do, right? They're going, why you ain't calling me no more? You got to go through all that. But sometimes it's worth that. And then you got to just say, hey, you just cut it off. But if you start to tell me, hey, I'm talking to somebody, and I want me to, to be as, as, you know go on lunch with you as much, or you can't call me after 8 o'clock, they'll start maybe getting the hint to and say, okay, hey, there's a, there's a shift in relationship happening.
0: Everything about that seems weird. Why like, oh, is it weird? Okay, first of all, if you are starting a new relationship, mm-hmm. then this person over here who is just in the friend category, yeah. it should be no problem to be like, yeah, we can't do that. We can't hang out like we used to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's easier said than done. Typically, if you really are close friends, if you are really platonic, non-sexual friends, Y'all talk maybe every other day, once a week, whatever have you, to then cut that off. Because they, they, they need to owe them explanation. Like, hey, yeah, I'm just trying to honor what I'm doing here. And I don't want to offend you by just doing it cold turkey. So I'm Shouldn't you know. that
0: happen prior to the I do's?
1: No, no, Should've... absolutely. I'm saying as you're getting serious, more serious, so you're dating. You're dating somebody. Mm-hmm. And you have this other friend, quote-unquote, female friend over here, if I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. The idea would be, okay, you know what? I'm going to start just backing off of the the platonic friend, if I'm not interested in her, she's not interested in me, so you know. So, we think if just mm-hmm. true friendship, we should start backing off of that.
0: So, are you implying that if they start tripping, it they might have wanted maybe a little bit more? Maybe, okay, yeah. y'all. If maybe. this has ever happened maybe. to y'all, let us maybe. know. I want to know how you handled it, what happened, and how you handled it because I really think that that's a real no, if that's it does a, happen. A it does happen. People
1: secretly want
0: each other. Right. Or one wants the other. Or
1: one wants the other and you don't realize it. Or if you do realize you say, okay, I'm just keeping them in that place because they're nice and mm-hmm. you know I'm not trying to hurt their feelings, but I don't want them or they whatever have you. Mm-hmm. And you know, but there's some true feelings out of that. hmm So I mean it, it happens. It happens it happens.
0: Okay, I know it happens. But I just want to help mm-hmm. people navigate. Right. Because that can be some that can be some messy nonsense. It can be messy. Yeah. I've seen it, and I know I know it. I know it.
1: No, abs- abs- <laughs> I, it, I, no it, it can be. I think, I mean, so like, just to kind of make it clear, like, so like we're on the side, I mean, we. I'm on the side of like, it's very difficult to have platonic friends mm-hmm. of the opposite sex. It's very difficult for a man that is, I can't speak from a women's standpoint, because maybe y'all can do it and you can kind of add to what that color looks like, but I think it's very hard. And some men are able to do it. Most of us probably can't, mm-hmm. right? And the relationships I've seen that have sustained the test of time and, like, that I kind of admire, they literally got each other's back in a way that's real unique. There's nobody, like, in between that. Mm-hmm. There's No, no I
0: agree there shouldn't be anybody in between. Mm-hmm. So this is an ongoing conversation because this is really interesting to me because I don't know that you can't have it, but I think that it has to be extraordinarily protected with, okay. with good, solid, firm and clear boundaries. There are certain conversations you shouldn't be having. There are certain times of that's night true. you can't be talking. There's, you, you know, just, there's a respect factor. There's no friend that I have that you don't know that I have. Right. And vice versa, you know, friend in quotes. So it's, I know you say that that's a real loose, loosely used oh, term. So we can, we can keep it going, but I'm, I'm, I just wanted to kind of hear some of your feedback on what that looks like to have, those kinds of relationships and maybe some of the practical ways that people kind of get stuck or impractical potentially.
1: Yeah. It's just for, for me, it's like the platonic idea of platonic friendship is just a slippery slope. It depends. Like you said, it has to be clearly defined. And, most, and both people, people have don't. to have the
0: same motive, like in terms right. of like the friendship, like you can't go into the friendship. Like you said, like how you might, before you get married, like, oh, okay, we cool. There's mm-hmm. nothing like you can't be kissing up on each other. And then be like, ah, no, we we gonna be friends now because I'm in this whole other yeah. <laughs> relationship. It, it,
1: I mean, it happens. I mean, the idea of like the, the slippery slope is because it's like if it's like you said, it's not if it's not clearly defined. And mm-hmm. most times we don't define it really clearly. You know, we don't sit down and say, okay, this is where it is. This is where it isn't. This is where they are. At least get mm-hmm. them to come sp- explain. But that doesn't necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. And then too many times, it's like it ends up drifting or it'll get somebody. It will get somebody security. Mm -hmm. If I have a female friend that I've known for 20 years Mm -hmm. and you just coming into the picture, they feel like they know me better than you know me. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just true, they just know me. You're going to be like, it's going to be, it's uncomfortable. They
0: start bringing up stories when y'all were kids. (laughs) That's like, well, this is
1: my friend though. But like, it gets, you got to be, it got to be really careful that, you know what, if you're going to be in a committed relationship, it's going to be hard, in my opinion, hard for a guy.
0: Maybe hard for a girl too. Maybe so.
1: I'm not a woman, but I know you kinda maybe say something different or the same thing that it's gonna be hard to have platonic relationships.
0: Okay. I wanna know then why are these relationships or maybe not these, but mm-hmm. I wanna hear you kind of talk through what people get out of these kinds of relationships that they might not be getting at home.
1: Um, I mean typically I guess when when the idea of we like I think we end up venturing off was because we're trying to we're trying to fill a need. Mm-hmm. We're trying to fill a need that maybe may not be getting at home, right? If if I'm not, like I think I used it before. I mean, if I have not it, it's like from a, from a God standpoint, we want to be a king, even even if we're not, even if we're not complete that complete package yet. At least thought of as a king. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, right, you see men like we go to work and they, they you know get these accolades and they they're filling us right. We feel that's that's what we feed off of. Mm-hmm. We go to church. You know what? We all be a servant this that, and the other. Everybody thinks we're all the great we like that's the place that we get we get fed from and that can come from the wrong people sometimes. Yeah. And we end up sometimes, right, starting relationships. They start off very friendly, very casual, but they're feeding into really the psyche, you know what I'm saying from a man's standpoint of that affirmation that we need.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think women need um affirmation too. I think it's easy. And I think that's why we talk on this production about, you know, what how to better be a partner and a right. teammate because um, marriage, is, marriage isn't easy. And I think that you have to be mindful of what your partner needs and also articulate this is what I'm needing mm-hmm. um, and to be willing to help provide that to your partner. Right. So, like, for example, when Michael and I got married, his um, when we first got married, his, like, go-to when he was frustrated or upset or something was he would shut down. All the way. All the hey, way, all
1: the way down, hey, folding arms <laughs> like I'm too, and not just, quite. But he would like stare literally. at a blank television.
0: <laughs> like, he would just stare at it, just won't talk. And I would tell him, Michael, I need, I need conversation. Oh, I need to connect and communicate. And he would be mad, so he just wouldn't do it. Right. And I remember telling him. If you don't talk to me, I will talk to somebody else. And I meant what I said, but I was honest with him. But I had to be honest with myself that at that time I had to be mindful who was in my ear, who I was talking to, who I was around, because it didn't that anybody can come up and start Mm -hmm. talking to you when you're vulnerable and when you need to talk or when you need to connect and you're not getting it where you're, you know, from your spouse. and. God I made I made good choices during that time yeah. period, but you have to be willing to communicate with your spouse what your needs are and for those to be received. So even when you don't want to do to protect the union, mm-hmm. um, you make different different choices. But that takes a lot of like self-reflection to know, okay Tristan, this is what you do. You need to not do this right, right, <laughs> or right. you know person because there can be some, there can be some challenges and that's how you can get your heart taken away from your spouse. Um, in times of vulnerability right. um and they and it can come through it can come through a friend it can come through an old friend that you haven't talked to in a long time it come through somebody that sits next to you in church just, church just work
1: school grocery store hey
0: hey
1: a lot of things be happening
0: a lot of things so I think it can be easy to get your heart shifted yeah. from your partner um during during some more of those those challenging or vulnerable times so i know we're coming kind of to the end of our time i wanted to give you the last word as we kind of talk through this platonic relationship thing
1: no i appreciate that so i guess i don't think i would say just like we have to protect ourselves i mean i don't think there's necessarily it's like you know oh you shouldn't have platonic relationships but if you don't go in there with the mindset of trying to protect yourself protect your relationship Mm -hmm. you can get lost right you confiding in somebody they telling you like hey you know what Hey, I can do this better than this person, or mm-hmm. you shouldn't be going through that. And my keywords there I can do something better, or you shouldn't be going through that. You know, you deserve better. Ooh. Just, them, them are keywords like, okay, hold on. It could be a slippery slope to something, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, all right, so that is our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Make sure that you check us out on all of our social media handles at Fused Marriages. And look at our website for more resources, FusedMarriages.com. Remember, 11 a.m. on Mondays. Check us out, and we will see you later. Let's talk about it.